There's a kind of stigma to TEFL, teaching English as a foreign language. Um, my dad used to jokingly call it the educated cherry pickers. You know, you go around for the cherry harvest, picking fruit. Uh, if you've got a degree, you go around the world teaching English. <laughs> well, in Japan, you don't even need a degree. So there can be a kind of stigma, kind of people look down their nose at uh, English teaching in Japan, certainly private English teaching. Um, there's the kind of idea that um, English teachers here are, well, in an entry-level job working for a chain school, or they're a JET teacher on the JET program. They came over looking for adventure, but are young, dumb, and over here. <laughs> if that's you, I'm not suggesting you are. But, you know, this is the stigma about it. Um, often, you know, it, it can be seen as, a, as I say, as a first, an entry-level job, or it's conducted by people who can't, there's, you know, there's something wrong with them. They can't speak English, or they can't, uh, sorry, they can't speak Japanese, or they can't fit in in their home country. Well, you know, uh, that used to bother me when I was younger, you know, these images, but... Less and less. Some of that may be true. It may not be. As you get older, frankly, I don't really care what other people think. Um, in fact, as a self-employed English teacher, I, I hold my head up high. I'm, I feel quite, you know, not that I really care that much about status, but I mean, if you care about such things, um, <laughs> it can be a good thing. Being a self-employed teacher in Japan, you can make a living um, and you can get respect. And, you know, you can be successful or unsuccessful, but hopefully you will be successful. That's why that's why you're listening to this podcast, right? Um, so, you know, however you get, you find yourself in this game of teaching English, you may wonder, at some point you may be working for a chain school, or maybe you're married to a Japanese citizen and want to do something yourself rather than, you know, uh, just just uh, live off one person's salary. These are all good reasons to start teaching. Or um, maybe you're just really good at English and wonder what you can do with it. Um, I've got, anyway, I've got, uh, what, how many have I got here? I've got one, two, three, seven. Seven archetypes, seven types of people who may uh, enjoy teaching English for themselves. Um and this is kind of who I'm making this pod, uh, podcast and website uh, and newsletter, which is all, can be found at freetalktefl.substack.com. Go there and you can sign up for everything for free. Um, anyway, on with the show. So here's seven types of people who might really thrive being self-employed English teachers in Japan. Number one is a very small number of people, <laughs> those who are committed to teaching or are in love with the English language. There are such people like that. There are people who actually want to be teachers. Can you believe it? <laughs> and, and people who really love using language and communicating. For those people, um, maybe teaching comes easy or, uh, or at least choosing this profession is the sort of first choice. Well, welcome. I don't really need to say anything else to you. You're, you're already committed. Um, 
The second type, more common, maybe I sort of fit into this or used to, the what I'm calling the once-bitten, twice-shy English teacher. These are the people who maybe came over uh, bushy-tailed, bright-eyed, thinking, yay, I'm going to make Japan my home. It's a wonderful place. Maybe you came over for um, on the JET program. Maybe you signed up with a chain school for a year and thought, oh, this would be a good way to explore Japan. And it is. And then after a year or so, you think, okay, what else is there? And uh, that may be that may be you. Um, so teaching English for yourself may be a possibility. Number three is, are people, well, certainly me, you find yourself in Japan after you've followed a girl or a guy out here. You know, I... You know, maybe you're one of the people like me. I didn't exactly choose Japan so much as fall in love with a Japanese citizen. And one thing led to another, and I found myself here and needed to make a living. So there's nothing wrong with that. I don't think you should feel somehow inferior because that's how you got here. It doesn't matter. You know? You're here. What can you do? Um, it may be a less um, life or death situation. It may be just you want to earn a little more income and you realize, oh, I, I'm really good at English and I quite like being with kids or adults or I want to pass on something that I know. That's a good reason. But, uh, you know, maybe you don't want to do this full time, but you just think, well, I've got a couple of hours free on a weekend or, you know, on my day off or whatever. Um, it is a good part time income. Um, and maybe you're thinking, oh, you know, with the uh, internet, uh, I can go online and reach anywhere around the world. This is true. Um, so, yeah, welcome. You, you, you know, that's an exciting thing, uh, but you still need the basics of teaching, um, whether it's online or in person. So, anyway, welcome. <laughs> uh what else? Uh, there may be, maybe you're more serious. This is number five now. Maybe you want to develop your own business because you want to be rich. I will not judge you. I wouldn't mind being rich, but uh, that's not the main motivator for me. Maybe it is for you. That's fine. Well, if you do want to be rich and you find yourself in Japan and you can speak good English and you're quite good at teaching, then maybe developing your English school uh, is, a, is, a, is a way towards that. Um, and certainly, you know, if you're working in a chain school, you're not going to be rich. Yay, you might make it to assistant manager or branch manager or whatever they call it. But that's not the way riches or satisfaction lies, I don't think. Um, so at some point you realize, oh, if I do this all myself, I can cut out the middleman. If I can pay myself directly from the customers and not have to pay the chain school idiots, I mean that, you know, the managers, not you teachers, uh, you know, um, yeah, then, uh, yeah, then it's, it's worthwhile. Okay. What else? Um, does it, I haven't got two more. Oh yes. <laughs> Number six, maybe you're going to use English teaching as a starter motor. Maybe, you know, you're not that committed to teaching English, but you need to make some money now and you want to do a good job at it. Um, and, uh, you know, you'll do this for a year or two until something better comes along and you think, oh, I could do this myself. Why work for another company? You can squeeze it in amongst other projects that you've got going on. I totally dig that. That's great. 
um, a, a good reason to yeah to take up English teaching. Um, and the final reason, this is now me, number seven. This well, I'm, a, I'm a number of these, but definitely number seven. Are you the kind of person who can't work for anyone else? I'm afraid. I have to say that's probably me. I mean, I can. I, I'm, a, I'm a team player. I used to be a, a lower lower level manager at a at a newspaper in England. Um, I can work in a team, sure. But I, you know, you may be able to hear my um, sarcastic commentary. I'm not. I'm not that great a team player when you know when all the profits go to somebody else and not to me. So. Yeah, I, I don't think I could be employed by other people. Maybe when I retire, yeah, I could imagine going back to newspapers if they still exist and writing a column or two or doing something like that. But even then, I, I don't think I would. I think I would do my own thing and figure out a way to make money. Once, I guess the point I'm making is once you find that you can make a living on your own without having to rely on one employer, um, you, there's no going back. You, it's so much better. Yeah, it's hard to get started, and people say it's risky. Um, I'll just throw this idea out. If you're thinking, oh, being self-employed is so dangerous, so risky, I need my pension, and etc. Uh, well, there's two points. One is look around and look at all the established companies, that the big companies. They can collapse. With you know, you may you may have hitched your wagon to you know some big company like Kodak, and then technology comes along, and they're out of business within a year. They were a great company, now they're not. Uh, there are many more recent examples of that, and I can think with AI coming, my goodness, I wouldn't like to be in any any job that relies on uh, photo imagery or low-quality writing, like copywriting, so in advertising, or even in journalism. That would be tough. It's already tough. Anyway, I'm going off at a tangent. All, all I'm saying is, it's, okay, number one, uh, you may think you're in a safe area by not being self-employed. I would argue that you, in fact, are not, because you're selling your labor to only one uh, provider. Uh, number Being only one, uh, the number one is very dangerous in business if you have only one customer or one person providing your income. That's a topic for another time, but anyway. Uh, the second point for why you should be self-employed, um, and my mind has gone blank. <laughs> What's the second reason for why you should be self-employed? Oh, um, yeah, it's actually safer. It's the uh, um, you know it's the flip flip side of that. If you're working for a company, you have only one employer who gives you a paycheck, and you have to make sure that you are always in the good books with that employer. But conversely, if you have your own business, um, yes, you have to keep the customers happy. But you know, maybe some customer doesn't want your service anymore, or you know, or grows grows out of what you can offer, and they quit. Okay, that's one. But how many how many students do you have? Me, for example, I have about 150 monthly students that come in for lessons. Uh, about 10% are online and 90% face-to-face. I do my best to do a good job for everybody, but you know, if somebody doesn't like what I do or uh, you know grows out of it, if they you know they're a kid that matures and no longer wants to have English lessons, that's fine. They leave. 
If you're down to 149, does that really hurt you? Is that so risky? Not at all. You know, after a time, you'll, you'll pick somebody else up. You'll get somebody new to come in. So I maintain that being self-employed is actually safer. It's safer. It's better. More challenging, yes. Sometimes you have to work harder, especially at the beginning when you're setting up your school. But once you get everything working and you get systems going, I wouldn't exchange it. wouldn't change this life for anything that I've done before, certainly. So, welcome. If you're any of these people, <laughs> I would encourage you to seriously consider working for yourself. And, you know, this podcast and my website, I'll put a plug in for that. That's called freetalktefl.substack.com. Um, you get all the details. I give a free lesson plan every Monday. Uh, from Wednesday, I'm going to have a, a teacher advice and business advice, free email. Um, and then on Fridays is this uh, podcast, which now I've figured out which buttons to press. You can download on um, iTunes and maybe other places too when they scrape it. So you can listen to this on iTunes. You can you can subscribe there. But if you want all the other stuff, uh, hop over to the freetalktefl.substack.com website, sign up, send me an email, and you'll get three three emails a week, and you won't miss anything. And little by little, I'm hoping that you will have everything that you need to know to have a successful business here in Japan or, or elsewhere. Okay, that's it. I'll, I will see you next week. I'll, uh, as I say, I'll, I'll send out the stuff on Monday, Monday, Wednesday, and talk to you on Friday. And hopefully, I'll get a bit more professional. <laughs> little by little, I'll get better. These these podcasts are getting longer. I'm now up to. I'm trying. I'm waffling because I want to get to 15 minutes. The first one I did was five minutes. Then the next one was 12. If I just keep talking for 40 seconds, I'll get up to 15. Uh, I don't think I can do it. Okay, see you next week. Good luck.